When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 456. The Procrastinating Caveman, What Human Evolution Teaches Us About Why We Put Off Work and How to Stop by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. And I'm Justin Mollick. How's it going, old friend? Happy Saturday. Thank you for being here as usual. This is where I read to you from amazing blogs like today's blog, which is called Study Hacks from an incredibly smart professor, Cal Newport. I'll keep this intro nice and short for you, so let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. The Procrastinating Caveman, What Human Evolution Teaches Us About Why We Put Off Work and How to Stop by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. Survivor, Paleolithic Edition. Rewind time 100,000 years ago. Several difficult species of humans coexist on Earth. There was, of course, our own species, Homo sapien, but we were joined by our more athletic siblings from the Tree of Life, Homo erectus, who had left Africa and colonized Asia long before we ventured beyond the mother continent, all the while another sibling, the stocky Neanderthal, was hungered down in a European ice age. Advance another 90,000 years, however, and our species is the only game left in town. Scientists have worked hard to figure out why we survived while other early humans did not. The answer to this question lies at the core of our species' story, but it also provides insight into a topic of significantly less importance on the grand scale, but nonetheless one that haunts many of us in our everyday lives. Procrastination. The planning edge. The most obvious answer to the question of Homo sapiens survival is that we had bigger brains, explains paleoanthropologist John Shea in a recent article from BBC News. Quote, but it turns out that what matters is not overall brain size, but the areas where the brain is larger. One of the crucial elements of Homo sapiens adaptations is complex planning, unquote. Complex planning is a subtle skill. It requires you to both conceive of future steps and evaluate whether these steps are a good idea. Sharpening a spear and charging a mammoth and sharpening a spear and throwing it at a mammoth from a distance are both complex plans. Early Homo sapiens could not only conceive both plans, but they could also notice that the latter plan, with its much reduced risk of trampling, was the better choice. Scientists now recognize that this skill is one of the key reasons we survived while Homo erectus and Neanderthals did not. It also, as I hinted above, teaches us something interesting about procrastination. Rethinking student procrastination. We suffer from procrastination at all ages, but in this post I wanna focus on students as it's the group whose work habits I understand the best. Professionals give lots of reason for student procrastination. Here are three examples from a representative university website on the topic. Number one, fear of both success and failure. Number two, perfectionism. And number three, we think our work is of low quality. 
I'm sure these can all play a role in procrastination, but in my experience, there's a fourth reason that's significantly more common. Your brain doesn't buy your plan. Let me flesh this out. Assume you're a student who feels a strong urge to put off studying for an exam. The first question to ask, what is your plan for studying? Most students don't put much thought into their study habits, so your plan is likely vague and haphazard, rife with distractions, pseudo-work, and passive review. What I'm arguing is that the complex planning component of your brain evaluates this plan as it has evolved to do, and then rejects it as not sound. Grinding it out all night at the library is as haphazard a plan as charging the mammoth with a spear. Your frontal lobe is having none of it. Here's a second relevant question. What does this rejection feel like? Complex planning is a pre-verbal adaptation, so it's not going to manifest itself as a voice in your head exclaiming, plan rejected. Instead, it's going to be more intuitive. A biochemical cascade designed to steer you away from a bad decision. Something, perhaps, that feels like a lack of motivation to get started. If this explanation is true, then you would also expect that students with smart study habits to struggle less with procrastination. This is exactly what I observed when I studied elite undergrads for my Red Book. Only a small minority of the 50 hyper-organized students I interviewed reported procrastination as a serious problem. In this telling, procrastination is not a character flaw, but instead a finely tuned evolutionary adaptation. You shouldn't lament procrastination, but instead listen to it. Treat it as a sign that your skills as a student need more work. Procrastination beyond last-minute studying. This evolutionary perspective on procrastination applies beyond students putting off schoolwork. It also helps explain deep procrastination, a sinister variation of this trait that causes students to lose the will to start any work. As I've argued, deep procrastination afflicts students who are suffering through hard course loads without a strong sense of why. In other words, Deep procrastination can be seen as a rejection of a plan, but this time the plan is on a larger scale, your grand narrative for why you're at college and how it'll help you live a good life. This perspective also helps us cope with procrastination beyond graduation. Why do we delay on ambitious projects that could change our life for the better? The common explanation from the blogosphere is because we're afraid of failure and lack courage. The evolutionary perspective on procrastination, by contrast, says we delay because our frontal lobe doesn't see a convincing plan behind our aspiration. The solution, therefore, is not to muster the courage to blindly charge ahead, but to instead accept what our brain is telling us. Our plans need more hard work invested before they're ready. These topics are deep, and I hope to address them in more detail in the near future. This post is the first of several in a short summer series I have planned. For now, I want to leave you with the general idea that procrastination is not your enemy. It is instead a constructive source of criticism, a voice from our Paleolithic past telling us that although it likes our goals, we need to put a little bit more thought into how we're going to get there. If this warning system was good enough to prevent mammoth trampling, it's certainly good enough to help you finish your term paper without pulling an all-nighter. You just listened to the post titled The Procrastinating Caveman, What Human Evolution Teaches Us About Why We Put Off Work and How to Stop by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. And he does have a follow-up post to this and I'll read that to you tomorrow. Really quick, this is one of four podcasts. So if you like blogs being read to you, check out our others. You can find all of them at oldpodcast.com, but you should be able to easily find them in your podcast app just by searching for this show again, Optimal Living Daily. It'd be awesome if you could subscribe to those other shows too because subscribing to those helps this one. We have a personal finance version to help you retire earlier and it's easy to understand by the way. A health and fitness one, another for startups and entrepreneurs 
and all have great content that is easy to digest. It'd mean a lot if you could subscribe to those too. I hope you have a great Saturday and weekend. Thank you for being here and I'll see you tomorrow with some more about procrastination and where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.